Halloween. I'm very sleepy after this movie. Well, this was a very um, I told long Matt, hour and 20 on, minutes. You're not allowed to pick any more movies. Well, it's too late because wow, the, done that hey, the next already. movie I have picked is going to be awesome. Yeah, you picked it last year already. And then the next one is going to be a four-star movie after that. And then, uh, then I'm done. Yeah. It's so, all on my shoulders after look to your... The future. No, it's... After this terrible movie, like, you, you have no say. I have no say. No. Listen, it's a movie called The Ghoul. It's from the 70s. John it's Hurt... It's the worst movie I've ever watched. Well... It's not. Yeah. It was an hour and 22 minutes that felt like an hour and 72 minutes. I don't know which would have been two hours and two minutes, I guess, by my math. Did you take my stuff from here? I put your stuff here because you passive-aggressively said, Oh, I don't need any help when I've been waiting an hour yeah, to recap why this. why did you just take this and put it here? Uh, to get it out of the way so you can mess. sit down. Please don't make a mess. I don't want to mess. take your three notes away. <laughs> There's so much, so much for you to comment on. Yeah, so much. And one of them is the credits are too long. All right. So tonight, if you're listening to it on time and you are in West Hartford or you know somebody in West Hartford, please send them to my show, Israeli Wonder in West Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, especially Connecticut. Especially if you're a big fan of the Ghoul. No, wanna, if you're wanna... a big fan of the Ghoul, we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I bet. I bet that there's no one. No. There's no one that's a big fan of the ghoul. No, did you did you look on the IMDb with no. stars? No, five stars. Like my phone is over there. All right. I mean, I think this movie has been remade. I would rate it like one. Do you want to watch the remake? No, version? never, never, ever. But no matter what, I would rate it one. This is a movie that could have. So the other day we didn't recap it. I mean, I guess we could hijack. You know what? I'll this. give it two because I like the actress in the beginning. But yeah. that's it. Because she's a good actress, but beside that, the movie is so bad. Yeah. And then yet complains about next to kin. Uh, I wasn't really complaining about how it. How many? This got five point two out of ten stars wow, on that's, IMDb. That's not too bad. Creepy. They deserve like three. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right. Judge by the cover. Uh, it looks like a movie from three decades earlier than 1975, which is when it came out. Yeah, I didn't want to write it because I didn't want to judge it that much. But now when I watch it, I'm like, that looked dumb. I mean, the cover just shows people's really heads, stupid. really, and it's green tint. Yeah, it looks bad. There's a this Then I wrote, band. it looks not scary at all. But I hope I'm wrong. That's why I didn't write. Well, it looked dumb. All I care about is this next part of the worksheet, which is body count. I said eight. I said man. six. Boom. Last minute. Swing for the fences. The sixth death. Right before the credits rolled. First skill, what did you say? I said 23 minutes. You got it too. Oh, right? I'm sweeping the category. It was, 20, it was 33 minutes. Yeah, I did 11. Ooh. You did in sex? I said no. Me too. And there, there was, was nothing. Nothing. Yeah. There was like him touching your boob for a moment, but uh, yeah, that's not, not nudity. No. Uh, Blake ending. I said yes. Me too. Okay, well we're both right. Yeah, is it? 
I mean, it ends with the guy blowing his head off, and everyone is dead except for one person who leaves completely traumatized, and everyone in her circle is. But still, she can lie, like, there's no option for, like, sequel. Because the goal well, is Well, that has nothing to do with whether the like, ending for is me, bleak when, or not. When the, like, the mean person, the evil, is dead, it's like a happy ending. All right. Well, we have to agree to disagree. Animal, animal death. Animal death. I said yes. A crow. I said yes. A dog and a peacock. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, the, no animals died. No, in but the there was a, a ferret. There was a live ferret. Yeah. Yes. James Murray was there. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea what this movie was about, so my guest logline is pretty vague. And I just said, the dead won't stay dead for long. Oh, do you want to hear mine? It's really funny. But it turns out they do stay dead for as long as they're supposed to so be I, dead. So I wrote on this one, I wrote the next sequel of it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I just wrote the name of the next sequel. And it's the goal. Ghoul. The ghoul versus Kayako and Sadako. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think Kayako and Sadako would They're much pretty better much goals. win. I love them. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Did you think that the go- so? All right, let's get into this a little bit. This is a, such a ridiculous premise of, for the start of a movie. Um, well, it comes into it, this is like the strangest way to start a surprise party, which is someone is coming home. And they see a friend of theirs just <laughs> kick over a chair, hanging themselves, but not using a noose, which we learned last night by taking a ghost tour, that a hangman's noose is how many knots? What? How many knots in a hangman's noose? Night. What is noose? It's what people know. use. Why, it's, a, took... it's a knot that people, it's a way that people hang themselves. Yeah, we took a ghost tour last night. And I didn't understand everything. And every time they asked me, oh, what did she say? I was like, listen, I'll tell you after that. And then after yeah, well, because we want to do talk while she's still talking. So we can step to and the I back. And I did explain to you. We were in the back. What is that? I didn't listen to it. Huh? What did she say? A hangman's noose is 13 knots. Hangman? What? A noose is a rope that you use to put okay. your head in to commit suicide or for people to be sentenced to death by hanging. And it has 13 knots. If you use too many knots, your head can go clean off. If you use not enough knots, then you your neck won't break and you suffocate to death, which is more painful. But the uh, they Which didn't I don't use want that option, of course. They didn't use a hangman's noose in this uh, surprise party scenario. They used a, a meat hook through the neck. Which was fake. They were just faking out the uh, guest of honor. This woman. Yeah, but the beginning was funny. I thought it's funny. Maybe it's yeah. like a Halloween. It was a clever party. sort of way to start things. And Daphne. And was then in. from here, everything went bad. Well, it went so bizarre because this happens in the early 19th century because cars are fairly new. So early 1900s is when this is set, and um, and there's a big dance party at a ballroom and people are dancing and they're drinking and two of the real high rollers Jeffrey and Billy both have cars and Daphne's had a few drinks and she tries to you know vie for their attention and she says hey why don't you uh, challenge Billy to a car race Jeffrey and Jeffrey's trying to get in there with with Daphne so he says yeah sure where do you want to go to 
to Land's End, which is 100 miles from where they're from. It takes place in England, by the way. Oh, by the way, I didn't say 100 my, kilometers, Wait, maybe? I didn't say my notes. I have three and they're Are you going to do them all right away? <laughs> yeah, so my first note I already was, said one of them. was about the... What? About the credits? You didn't say yeah, anything. I did mention the, that your one of your three notes is about the length of the opening credits. This is so long. I was like, is that the end? Yeah. I hoped so, but no, it wasn't. It's just an old movie thing. La- pretty much every single credit is done in the very beginning. Yeah, and, and yet there were credits on. at the end too. I was like blown. That that would be like a cool t- tagline for me, but I, I couldn't guess that before. Blondes go upstairs in horror movies since 1975. Ooh. Okay, I mean I'm sure they've been doing it since before then too. Psycho. Although the was motel was just on the first floor, but the house has multiple floors was she blonde yeah and another thing they wrote is that she challenges him with a car but then the dialogue was like it wasn't a dialogue it was a monologue challenge him for to a race and then she was looking at the other guy like we challenge you to a race and it was like yeah women spoke for him women are like that since forever and can you challenge somebody for to a race i don't want to challenge anyone to a race why i think it's cool I'm gonna, next time you're going to be with people, I'm going to tell them that you're challenging. I'm going to challenge them to, to a 100-mile race after a night of drinking. And they even said that we're going to start the race after we finish all the champagne in this party. They're like Dom Perignon, which means that this movie had a pretty good budget. Yeah. And, and it's the, like $100 and something dollars for a bubble. And everything, the, the best part is that they I get everyone fired up. Like, we have an announcement, everybody. There's going to be a race. Yay! And then, like, they only see the beginning of the race because there's no way everyone can travel 100 miles to get to where it ends to see who actually wins. But they have to bring witnesses. So Daphne suggests that Angela goes along as a witness, but she goes with Jeffrey, and she goes, and Daphne will go with Billy, which Jeffrey was kind of annoyed by because he was trying to get it with Daphne. And uh, instead, he ends up with Jeffrey's, actually, uh, with Billy's sister. So yeah. they get going. These are the kind of cars that you have to crank in the front before it gets ready. And so Jeffrey is cranking like crazy. And Billy's like, mine is going to work in the first crank. And it does. And he lets Daphne drive. And so she goes swerving out of there. And they uh, they drive for a while on a straightaway. I did like her character. Yeah. She was so. Uh, the movie was so bad. That's possessed. how I would give them two stars. She deserves a star. Okay, so you have to keep saying how bad the movie is because it's well because established. Because I watched. I hope that you didn't watch it, people. And well, we have to, to get through this, or we cannot. We can make this the shortest recap if you want, because I can pretty much sum this movie up in a paragraph. So sum it up. I don't have any more notes. all right so i mean the movie in a nutshell i can tell you how it gets there is a race goes wrong things separate the two cars get separated one of the cars the uh the witness angela doesn't want to be in there anymore she's car sick and bored or something and she's cold she's complaining both cars are convertibles so jeffrey pulls over and then Daphne and Billy just keep going speeding by. 
until the fog is so thick that they can't see through anymore. So they pull over and coincidentally at the same time, they are also out of gas. So Daphne being the big brassy babe makes Billy go get the gas and she'll wait for him there. And so she's, she's by herself sitting there and then she's like, fuck this. So she writes a note in lipstick on the windshield and then starts wandering around when she gets confronted by a very creepy looking man who I thought was the ghoul. Yeah, me too. And um, there was also a di- one of the, the same way that Sleepwalker started. There was a dictionary definition of what a ghoul is, but it's it's. Was it was it? yeah, but it was unreadable because it's like red font over the video, mm. and I don't know if it's just the connection or the fact that it's such an old movie. But I, it was some words I, I couldn't even make out, so yeah, I, I didn't even the, bother. On the one she wrote with the lipstick, I, I felt like we should either. have been like read it, but you couldn't see anything; it was too blurry. Yeah, so I mean, I I could gather that it was a note saying like I'll be back wait for me and so she asks the creepy guy if there's a gas a petrol because it's in england petrol station or a hotel by there and he says no there's none of those things and she's like okay well i'm just gonna keep walking through the woods please don't follow me doesn't say that last part and then just keeps walking till she gets to a wrought iron gate and the guy's like there's nothing up there you shouldn't go up there and then she does so he does the next reasonable thing and picks up a large rock and fires it at the back of her head. So the next thing she knows, she wakes up in his weird animal cage barn thing, staring at a ferret. And he tells her, I had to bring you here. And and then Joe, Sal, and, and, uh, and Q are coming. Yes. And then they, uh, <laughs> then let, let the word Larry is yelled multiple times. Larry! That's an impractical jokers reference. And, uh, guys. so she fights with him and escapes and she finds a Sherlock Holmes looking guy named Mr. Lawrence. And, and he's like, you're trespassing, but eh, you can come in the house and wait until the fog clears. And, uh, she's like, there's a guy chasing me. He's like, I don't see anyone. And that guy who we later know is named Tom disappears and so sits in the kitchen with a lady. Yeah, but she doesn't know that yet. So she's in the kitchen with this woman who is supposed to be Indian, played by a white woman who does not look Indian at all. And I think she's Indian. She's definitely not Indian. How do you know? Because if you tell, look, if you want to look at the IMDB, I don't know. I I'm, I'm already but here. Okay. Well, her name is Gwen Watford, and she looks That's like racist guys. she looks like the <laughs> she looks like the whitest white person ever. Oh my god! Hold on. So, so there you go. Gwendoline Watford, born in Islington, London, in nineteen twenty-seven. Yeah. So her name is Aya. So he, she's the housekeeper. Her name is Aya. And we don't really even know that she's uh, Indian until she starts speaking Hindu. And he yells at her and says, we only speak English in the house. I don't know if she spoke like Hindu. Oh, sorry. It was I not don't... English. 
Yeah, but but it wasn't English. There's many languages in India. Okay, so I'm just going to default. I know Hindu is also a religion, but Hindi is what Hindi I meant. Hindi is the language. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I don't think that, I think it was like fake thing because I heard I heard like Indians languages in my life. And well, there's hundreds of them. So I know, but but I don't like if they would use a language from. I don't know. I feel like that they would not have just made up jibber jabber. Anyway, we have no way to confirm this. We could ask an Indian person that speaks, but still, they might not speak the language. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It just matters that they use that to emphasize that she's Indian because she does not look it at all. And he starts bragging about his dead wife and the fact that he enjoys building and occasionally playing violins. Tom played in Alien. Hmm? Tom, the yeah. creepy guy, played in Alien. Yeah. Was he William Hurt? Who was he? John Hurt. Yeah, John Hurt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's like a pretty well-known actor. So, uh, he's got kind of like a shaggy monkeys-esque hairdo in this one. And so he's in the kitchen talking with Aya and Sherlock Holmes, a.k.a. Mr. Lawrence, it begins playing guitar, which causes Daphne just to fall right asleep. I mean, she's had a hard day and a head injury. So she takes a nap for about three hours or so. And uh, then Tom sets out to find Billy to, to tell, uh, to bring her back, to bring him back. That's what he was told to do. And then uh, he does not do that. Mm-hmm. He finds Billy asleep in the car, waiting for Daphne to return. He undoes the parking brake, shuts Tom's coat in the door, and then pushes the car towards a cliff and yells jump, which he cannot do because his coat is attached to his body and he goes down over the cliff and dies a gruesome death. And then Tom climbs down and steals his cigarettes. Wow. Um, the movie in the United States is... I, I will just say, like, interesting things once in a while. Okay. So the movie in the United States called Night of the Ghoul and The Thing in the Attic, which I bet that it's a much better name for it. Um, the yeah, the I mean, The Thing in the Attic... It, I feel like it, it's, it's weird. I mean, I assume that that... We haven't even got to that yet, but... There's a thing in the attic, although it's not really even in an attic because it's just the top floor yeah. of a room. The thing in the room. <laughs> the thing on the second floor doesn't have the same ring to it. But it's it's a character that comes out like three times in the movie. But that's the big secret of the house that we soon learn because um, when Daphne wakes up for her, from her nap, she walks into a sanctuary, a religious sanctuary, where Aya yells at her for being in there. And then Mr. Lawrence is like, well, this is the place of God. Everyone can be here. He can be here. Aya. And so she's looking at pictures through like this weird magnifying glass device thing. She realizes that he's a clergyman and he says that he was, but he lost his faith. And he even has his own separate room, different than Aya's sanctuary, where he prays, he prays for his lost faith to return, which is uh, pretty weird. So, 
he bring Aya brings her up to bed, tucks her in, puts the weird net around her that you can see through. Uh, she is uncomfortable with Aya tucking her in and says that she does not want to get dressed, undressed, which I think would have made the movie more interesting. interesting. Of course. The photograph of Dr. Lawrence's wife is a photograph of Peter Cushing. That's the guy. Cushing. Cushing. Own wife. She died suddenly in 71 before the movie. Oh, wow. And Cushing m- mourned for the 20 years he survived her. Often commenting, commenting that he, his only real joy in life was contemplating being reunited with her after death. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's strong. That's really sad. Yeah, and, and also Veronica Carson. Uh, Is that Daphne? I think so. Director Freddie, according to her, director Freddie Francis made Peter Cushing do multiple takes during the scene where he talks about his love for his wife, this caused Cushing great distress and reduced him, reduced him, and some of the crew to tears. Oh, yeah, that's sad. Yeah. So after Aya tucks her in, then things start going real bad because she goes down to her altar to pray while Mr. Lawrence begins playing the violin. And then Tom goes out and hangs out in the foggy woods. And then Aya starts chanting on the floor. And then we see a pair of bloody bandaged sandals emerging from the room that is not an addict. And go, go, addict. Did I say addict? And then goes up to Daphne's room, stabs through her netting. And immediately there's a real long, very awkward stabbing scene where she is not bludgeoned and stabbed right away but they just keep cutting back and forth to her screaming and fighting, but she gets stabbed with this real weird looking dagger that like fits on like the whole hand and then gets killed. And then uh, her body get, ends up in the kitchen where Daya just starts cutting it up. Tom peeks in for a look, gets shooed away, and then Daya goes to put her hands in salt and Do- Tom sneaks in and st- steals her bra and then retreats to his room filled with chicken coops. Uh, Aya leaves an offering bowl outside of who we now assume is the ghoul's room and Mr. Lawrence cries in his altar. Meanwhile, the other half of the race who have given up or maybe they completed it. Maybe they went all the way to Land's End, took their victory lap and came back. But Angela and Jeffrey are called to identify the body of Angela's brother, Billy. And it's real mashed up. And this is where the they really pound in the, the fact that this takes place in the 1900s. Do you want to talk about the cop, the interaction? No, you can talk about it. Come on, you know it. What is it, the cop? The police officer that identifies the body. Brings them to identify oh, the body. Oh yeah, that was funny. Yeah, they offer him to go in the car. And he's like, no, I prefer to. You can say that. Like she's like, I'm an old. He's like, he's like, I'm an older man. He's this also a big fat guy. He's like, this is new, too new for me. I prefer this. And he pedals there on a ten-speed bicycle <laughs> and tells them to follow him in his bicycle when they go to the crash site. 
and they get there and the cop pretty much straight up says i'm not gonna help you look around for witnesses or for a clue and nobody in the town is gonna help you because there's a big house up there and it's scary so that's it suckers then i'm not gonna help you out and then uh so they just all right we're gonna start searching and then they make the same mistake that Daphne and and uh, Billy did initially. And they say, all right, Daphne, you just wait here and I'll go away. But if you have any problems, just honk the horn. And so immediately after he leaves, she's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm, and I was just thinking like your brother just died and she's hungry. Come on. Still got to eat. That's why they put all those after awake. There's always a ton of food. And yeah, but usually the people like their love just died. They don't have hunger. Well, they want to. I mean, mourn. How do you say that? Mourn? Yeah, mourn. Mourn. Yeah. So, so she, then she honks his horn, honks the horn, and the guy starts to come back, and then we see like she just decides to start driving, which she doesn't know how to do, and so she starts driving. All the while, Tom is looking on. He's always creeping in the woods, and she gets frightened because tom comes out and like yells in front of her and then she crashes and then she wakes up amongst the ferrets just like daphne did jeffrey sees the crash and he searches the area he enters the house and aya screams at him in hindi and then (laughs) and then mr lawrence demands an explanation he gives her one he gives him one and then he just offers her offers him up a a drink and then she finds Daphne's button on the chair. So Mr. Lawrence starts... And of course that he knew how her buttons look like. Yeah, he was infatuated the first, with her. That's the first thing that I'm noticing with people. When it's meet a new person, you I look right for the buttons. What buttons there you go. So Mr. Lawrence gives him some bullshit about how a girl was just there a couple hours ago, and then she took the bus back to London, which he thinks is kind of weird. And so, but yeah, whatever, whether he buys it or he just was pretending to buy it, he leaves and uh, goes on his merry way. And then Tom roughs up his new prisoner, Angela, in the room. And and Mr. Lawrence, and he tells Mr. Lawrence about it, because at this point he has no idea that there's a new girl that's been taken by Tom. And he tells her that... I told her everything that's going on, even though he didn't. And and so Tom really pisses off Mr. Lawrence, and he says, well, don't, don't hurt her, even though he just did. And so he goes back and brings her in the house, then takes her necklace, then brings it to his uh, pet rabbit, and uh, starts cuddling with it. But then Jeffrey goes into Tom's little house and gets real in his face about... Help me, you're Tom. Help me get my car that's stuck in a ditch. And so he forces him to do it. And it turns out that uh, Tom is wearing some military stuff. And so he's like, well, where did you serve? This is like a false valor type of scenario. He's like, because I was an officer. And maybe you served in the same place. And I was an officer. I was in the office. There you go. And, and they argue and he forces Tom to help him out. And then he said, hey, did you help a girl to the bus? And Tom doesn't know that Mr. Lawrence had said that, so he denies it. And then he just runs away into the fog. And then uh, Jeffrey chases him, of course. 
And this is a classic 60s and 70s yeah, movie it just, trope. Yeah, it reminded me like cartoons. And I was like, I've never seen that in a real movie. The, going to quicksands? A what? How do you call it? They start sinking in quicksands. Yeah, Choltovani. You tell me that you make fun with like as a kid. You're like, playing, yeah. like ooh, this is a Choltovani. We're stuck here. Let's uh, go to Christmas. Yeah, so Jeffrey. I've never seen it like as, as an adult. In real life. I was thinking life. about it, Googling where is the where is quicksand in the world? So Jeffrey Nowhere. is sinking in quicksand. In Nickelodeon. Yeah, and, and, uh, and Tom begin, begins taunting him about it and then going off on his own after giving him a very fake salute. And then he falls in quicksand, but Tom is near. Uh, not near branches. I have to say a little bit. Next of kin, she did a really nice thing in her hair, and I really liked it, like something like this. Uh-huh. Maybe I will do that. Maybe she inspired me. Um, this I'm, movie, no. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about wearing pajamas and an army helmet like the kid. <laughs> yeah. So they both sink it in quicksand. Who are you, next of kin? But Jeffrey gets out and he helps Tom in exchange for information. Tom spills the whole thing about how there's a ghoul in the house that feeds on human flesh. Did anyone actually say the word ghoul? Uh, no, he just said there's like a beast in the house, I think. Yeah, the world ghoul. Or maybe something in the house. Yeah. and uh, There's a thing in the attic. So Jeffrey goes back <laughs> and he confronts Mr. Lawrence. Mr. Lawrence gives him more bullshit. says, oh yeah, Tom just makes stuff up. You know, you should hear him. Hear the stories he tells. Then they both hear Aya chanting. Imagination. Yeah, they hear Aya chanting. Mr. Lawrence interrupts her chants, and uh, and then you see her that she's praying on an altar that has the necklaces. So Jeffrey knows there's something in there. So he goes charging upstairs, and then Mr. Lawrence, we learn that that's his son, and he goes in there and he immediately gets the weird dagger stuck through his head falls down the stairs and Tom tells Angela like well she's still his prisoner that Jeffrey's dead and she's and uh, then she brains and, him and with a statue yes he holds her boob yes and he she she beats the shit out of him with a statue and then uh, the ghoul comes in the room and kills and Tom she screams like crazy yeah she's a, she was a good uh, horror queen actress then, Did you see him? He looked like you and me, like a regular person. No, I'm talking about Angela. Weird face. Yeah. And then Mr. Lawrence shoots his son. Angela flees screaming. Aya cries. And then Lawrence shoots himself. The end. And then the red, hard to read credits roll. We read it already. And that is the ghoul. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. Movie. Yep. Hey, I thought horror movies from the 70s would be cool, but you know what? You have to stop doing that. It's all British. If they were American horror movies from the 70s, maybe they'd be better. No, I well, know. I apologize that I ruined your viewing experience for this and that we had it's to do okay. it. It's okay. It's part of It was mind. only an hour and 20 minutes, so yeah. if you have... And I don't know how it's the reacher always. Yeah. I kind of have a feeling that you're going to like it and I won't. Oh, okay. Well, it's uh, from last two years ago. From in the last two years. So. Yeah, it's like a Netflix thing. So, yeah. Tune in tomorrow. Listen to us on The Ritual. Listen to this today. Well, then get in a car. Drive to Connecticut. Go to the Elbow Room. See Yael Gavish, Israeli Wonder at 8 o'clock. And if you're listening to this the day after, then uh, follow El- Yael also- Gavish. You shall still be in West Hartford at another show. No, I won't. Are you not? No. Okay. Uh, 
They don't pay me and I have something else on Saturday. Okay. It was a private party. <laughs> oh. Uh, I missed all these interesting developments because I went to go see Helmet in concert and that was really good. My ears are still ringing. Yeah, I'm going to apologize in advance for the movie that I'm producing right now and editing. Uh, It's not good. It's like, I would say it's better than The Ghoul, but it's bad. It's like, wait for the worst movie you're ever going to watch. And to be honest, I wrote a really good script. Really good. <sighs> well, I'm sorry. I'm all right. Sorry. Well, you, you know, yeah, it's unnecessary to talk shit about something that it's my movie. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm apologizing in advance. Well, listen, there's uh, plenty more positive things that you could take from oh, I know. this I had experience. Fun. But I had really good time. We're done for this now, yes. and uh, we will talk to you soon. Tomorrow. Follow at Yomat Recap on social media platforms. Like the page, leave a review, tell a friend, and good night. Good night.